In the United States, one in six boys will be sexually abused before they turn 18 years old. 34% of people who sexually abuse a child are family members of the child. About 14% of all child sexual assault victims are male, 20% of that abuse coming at the hands of women. Amongst black males in the United States, these numbers are significantly lower because situations like these are often not even discussed, let alone reported. This is Vern's story. All right, honey, so how are you feeling? Um, I'm good. Just about anything. I'm high. Okay. I'm chilling. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. All right, so why did you do, why did you say yes to doing this podcast? Um, honestly, because I feel like it's not talked about enough, especially as far as like with men, because... I, it's crazy because I know a lot like I have my own little story and I feel like my story is not even that bad because I know a lot of people that have had a whole hell of a lot worse mm-hmm. and so it's just like it's just crazy to me that nobody talks about it for males and I think seeing or hearing this would help like not only men to express it themselves but also to for women to kind of understand why some men aren't understanding them if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because a lot of them have it so bottled up and a lot of the times because it's bottled up they use it they use their aggression kind of like how Tyler the Creator was against like gay people but it was all because of the fact that he was gay that's why he was acting that way that's why he was saying those things because he just couldn't accept it himself right a lot of people I feel like a lot of men say things and do things and are like kind of like helping with rape culture in a sense because of the fact that they themselves have been or have been in that situation Mm -hmm. okay so So what uh how old were you when this happened and was this one occasion was this like um like a family member and it happened a lot or can you go into detail please Hmm. i was about seven that I could think of if it was like the first time it was more so <clears throat> I was I had a babysitter and she was cool like it was um, we all went to church together and stuff like that and she was just like a really close friend her my parents were close friends with her parents stuff like that so she was just my babysitter and the first time I can recollect it is when <clears throat> I had to go over her house because uh, my mom and her mom were like out of town or something for a while and it was like the summer so I couldn't stay home alone and she had me stay with her and we was just chilling it was nothing bad she had a like she kind of like introduced me to the world if that makes sense because I was like really like sheltered so I didn't get a lot of like BET and stuff like that. So when I got to go over her house, I got to watch BET, MTV, mm-hmm. all the other stuff. And like, we'll just do stuff, she'll randomly, uh, we'll play like random games, like spin the bottle for no reason. And I'm like seven and I'm just like, I don't care. I'm yeah. a, <laughs> you know, I'm a kid. I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna do whatever. She's the cool person. So uh-huh. I'm gonna just follow whatever she talking about. And like, so did you feel like, I'm sorry to interject, but did you feel like that was her way of trying to get you to get comfortable with her? And I mean, I could think of it now, 
and maybe look back on it and maybe that probably is Mm -hmm. but at that time it was just more so just i just saw it as innocent it was whatever we just gonna have fun like and i honestly felt like that's how she felt too it was just never more than that i never thought it was more than that at least so Mm um how old was this lady So about like she's like six years older than um, me I would think six or seven about that because I remember I think yeah six because when I was eight she was 14 okay so it was like six to seven years about older okay and uh, we just um you know it would just start off as little stuff like I would like touch her butt. She would make me touch her butt, or I would. She would make me like touch a boob or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like so, it was never like for me. I got lucky because I feel like it never got farther than like just like inappropriate touching. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? But it's just it was weird because like I had a friend who was going through it too because we were all of her friends. So yeah. she was inherently our baby our babysitter it just right. wasn't me so it was times where they would he would baby she would babysit her him <clears throat> alone and whatever went down mm-hmm. is whatever went down and like he was more um unsheltered i would say and more like um just rebellious and just didn't care so like the stuff that she wanted to do he was like yeah for sure and i'm pretty sure like other things happened and I just like wow Mm -hmm. so but um so yeah it just she did that we'll do it it would just be be no more than that really sore more so like when it first started um I remember the the most vivid one I remember is we had to I had to play this game before we went to sleep and it was just like um it was just like one of my touching game or type of sh- it was stupid but I just went along with it cause fuck it I was seven I didn't care like <laughs> and like just like I said I would she would have me touch areas and then she, the first time she had touched me and it was weird and um it's hard to like explain how to feel because like especially for boys like you're taught like hey you got an older woman you know messing with you like you should damn near be grateful embrace it embrace it and be happy just let it happen just let it do so it's just like although you feel so wrong it's just like you're told that is Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it's like why why not Mm-hmm. So you just keep doing it. And it's just it's just weird. Like mm-hmm. it's just the the most confusing thing ever in like at least if you just was a straight and narrow kid cuz I was a straight and narrow kid. Like that's how I was raised. I was straight just like I was a goody goody two shoe mm-hmm. ass kid. So like when stuff like that anything near it happened to me it was just like mm-hmm. bad. So you being seven years old, uh, did you already recognize that it was weird? Did you, do you remember how you felt or did you not come to terms with that until like years later? Like, well, that was weird. Like I had already knew, let's just say that when I was, I was like, "Mm, how to say it by this time at seven years old, my parents had already broken up. 
I had went to Virginia with my dad, hung out with him, and had some shit happen there. Like, I've had, he had, um, he gave me, like, he had me smoke with him, smoke a joint. At what age? Seven. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then he had me share a beer with him, and it was just, I was, I had got crossfaded, so weird shit had happened. Um, another time I was like, he had. Wait, did that happen with, uh, like when you got crossfaded, was that the weird shit? Was that with a male, a female? No, that was was my dad. Like he took it, he took me with him. The weird shit that happened after that was just like, I start seeing shit. Obviously I was like seven years old. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, other than that, when like before this had happened, like something had happened between him and his wife at the time. Like she had cheated or some dumb shit, and mm-hmm. he was just like, she had he had like popped her titty out in front of me, like while she was like drunk sleep, mm-hmm. and it was just like told me to mess with it. It was mm-hmm. just like weird shit like that happened to me. Okay. So like after all of that, I was coming back to Fairfield, who a new complete new new place. Like mm-hmm. I had never lived here before. Mm-hmm. And then got into meeting these people, and that's how I ended up at church and meeting her. So okay, so I was already feel. I feel like I had already like my innocence had already like was just whatever. Mm-hmm. I got the talk. I got the sex talk at like three. Oh, that's way so, too early. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I got <laughs> exposed. I got. I was really exposed to sex early on, uh-huh. so it was just like already weird and fucky for me. Yeah. So when it came to that happening I already knew it was bad mm-hmm. so it's just like it was guilty but at the same time it felt good so mm-hmm. like I'm seven I'm not gonna not not like it it's just it was it's so confusing because right. you know it feels bad and you yeah. know it's wrong but at the same time it feels good because that's just naturally what's going to happen mm-hmm. physically is going to feel good so. exactly and so uh, I'm glad that you actually touched on how your dad exposed you to sex and stuff like that at an early age because that definitely plays into I guess you can call it toxic masculinity or just like just being a man and just um, just being exposed to stuff like that and it's like although and I don't discredit him for that honestly just because I feel like my sex talk was a lot different than what a lot of other people's sex talk was. Like, when he told me, he told me, like, from, like, what you would have read in a book. Mm-hmm. Like, he told me from straight, like, sperm, egg, this okay. what happens, that. It wasn't like, you gonna get yourself pussy, you gonna <laughs> and all these bitches is love it. Like, right. It was not like that. So, uh-huh. it's just like, when I got the talk, like, I was just very, I was really educated because he would always try to educate me on the real stuff. Like, I didn't believe in Santa Claus because he told me the real... Like, yes, there was a St. Nicholas. No, he was not. No nigga mm-hmm. punching his nose going up chimneys. Like, so it was just... I got the real instead of, like, what other people got sugar-coated. So. And for that, do you feel like your childhood was kind of robbed in a sense? Like, you grew up too fast just because you knew too much at a young age. You didn't get to really be creative and explore and... Get the oohs and ahs of being a child? No. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I say no is because he also nurtured that part mm-hmm. before before they split, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say it happened once they split. Mm-hmm. Like, once they split and they left, I had to be 
the man of the house while my mom was at work and shit like that. Okay. But when it comes down to when I was really a kid, like, my dad really let me be a kid. Like, even when I would stay home sick or something like that, he would he would stay home. Mm-hmm. He would, like, teach me, but he would come, like... He would like dress up like an old teacher mm-hmm. and be like, ah, <laughs> like he made he made learning fun for me, uh-huh. and that's what that's why it's not even that I was robbed. It's just because he made learning fun for me. Mm-hmm. I was so curious, and mm-hmm. I everything I asked, he he told me, like, okay. and I, he never lied to me. Okay, so well, that's good. That's good. Um, so the situation with a girl, with your babysitter when you were seven and she was about 13 or 14, was that your only encounter? Um, not that one time. She was really more of a, uh, she was kind of like a bully, if that makes sense. Like, although she was, she, we was cool with her, sometimes, sometimes, most times she would just like bully us and like, uh, make us do just like, if we don't feel like doing something, we should just would do it you know mm-hmm. like it was just it was like that it was weird because she just i don't know it just never made sense on why us mm-hmm. really you know because this is like she just was always into some weird shit she was always into a lot of shit and then at the same time i could i, I could understand because her past was not the greatest of past and her okay. upbringing but at the end of the day she had a great mom who helped her through it all. So I don't understand how it got so twisted, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was just weird from the fact that she just chose us. Like, (laughs) of all names. Like, why? It was Um, just cool. So you feel like she was just uh, basically continuing the cycle of abuse onto you guys? Probably. Um, Are you still in contact with that girl now? Yes and no. Um... It's so weird, bro. Do you feel like some kind of connection towards her? No, no connection. It's just, it's just weird because, okay, so she's like, so now she's a dyke. Oh God. And when I say <laughs> plot like, twist, yeah, like straight up, like straight up, size hair cut off, like dread head, look like almost like little wave when he was first coming out hot boy type mm-hmm. shit like it's just that's the weirdest that's like one of the weirdest portions of it because mm-hmm. this is like why mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like weird because ah it's so weird <laughs> it is so like it's so hard to explain how to fit how i feel about that because it's just like damn bitch you robbed me of my innocence and uh-huh. now you out here fucking bitches too mm-hmm. like <laughs> like that is so weird <laughs> oh <laughs> oh god anyway it's just it's just weird so anyway but um so like when i say and then when i say contact like it's so the the connect is so weird because she still calls us like brother and it's just like don't call me brother yeah like, did she recognize what she like have you guys talked about it since you've been older like hey you know when we were seven and 13 that was kind of weird right like she's have you... like m.i.a is no chance to really talk about it mm-hmm. you never know where she is mm-hmm. you never know where she at she she could have had like she's one of those people that could have had everything and just chose not to have it mm-hmm. and 
it's just when you you can't get a hold of somebody like that. And I mean, I've gotten to the point where I've forgiven her. Like, I really don't care. It's whatever. Like, if she did hit me up today, I wouldn't. I'd be like, what's up? How you doing? See if she's good. But when it comes down to it, it's just like, I know. I don't want to talk to her. Because uh-huh. it's just like, I feel like she would just try to spin it and make it weird. Mm-hmm. And make it be like, you was having fun too. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, like, bitch, I was seven. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Like, of course, that shit just felt good because it did. But Not just seven. I was seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Like, this kept going. Okay. So it's not like it's just like, it's not like I was just seven. It was like I was seven, then I was eight, and I was nine. And mm-hmm. he just tried to tack it on, tack it on, tack mm-hmm. it on to the and point where... And then now you're calling me brother. Like, like, that's weird. It's just weird. Yeah. And it's like, you also have, like... I just I just know, like, I don't know, bro. I just know other stories from other people, and I don't want to tell the stories, but it's just... Right. just you know? Yeah. Like, I just know what you've done, and mm-hmm. it's just weird to call his brother. Mm-hmm. So, okay, she well. went trying. Mm-mm. So was that your only uh, experience as being uh, sexually abused when you were younger? When I was younger, was it just with her, or did it happen again in another situation? Um, it kind of happened in, again, but it was more like I said that what happened in Virginia with my father, mm-hmm. and then. Um, I got exposed to pornography really early too, mm-hmm. like at like five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, and who exposed you, or did you just find it? Like we kind of all did. It just kind of <laughs> like stumbled upon it. Uh-huh. It was not even on. Like I mean, yeah, it, that's really what it was. I mm-hmm. just I stumbled upon it, and then I told uh my brother about what had happened and then he was like oh I found something too mm-hmm. and then that's just how it just kept going mm-hmm. from there but um when we was really young uh it's just I remember moments that was just weird with friends and then like they would like leverage doing stuff and if they, we don't do it then we're just not gonna have fun we can't play the playstation we can't do this we can't do that it was mm-hmm. just weird stuff like that and it was just cause because of what we was going through with the babysitter mm-hmm. the curiosity led to more mm-hmm. and they wanted to do more and it was oh, just okay. like, so it's like you trying. and like a group of friends yeah of? and okay. it was just like I'm not not into it uh-huh. like, you know I was like no but it's just because majority rule is kinda mm-hmm. like fuck Okay, honey. So, Mm-mm. how old are you? 23. 23. So, at 23, has this experience uh, that happened to you, has that affected your relationships or how you see women, um, how you have sex, or anything like that? Has it affected you in that? Has it traumatized you in any kind of way? Um, It affected me in a place of... To the point where I, when I first meet a woman or if I try to talk to her or anything, like, I strictly try to be, like, non-sexual at Mm -hmm. all. Like, if I'm really serious about her, you know? And I'm, like, to the point where in one of my relationships, she thought I was, like, just not attracted to her. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, that's not it. It's just I wanted you to understand that I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. 
and like I really like overdo it I guess you could say in yeah. moments where like a girl would like expect she, you know cause obviously women want sex too so mm-hmm. like when a moment like where a girl would expect it I'm more just like nah Mm-hmm. and it's weird and it's just like and it's weird because like I love sex like right. it's not at least it's to the point where sex. like I was just saying like <laughs> it's weird because like I'm nasty like, it's to the point where <laughs> like I feel like that probably did affect it too but uh-huh. I just I don't think that was it it was just because I was curious at a young age so mm-hmm. it, at the point where I just I'm just nasty <laughs> So, like, it was never, like, I had no choice. It was just going to happen. But it's just when it comes down to, like, my approach with people or, like, just with women, I just try not to Mm over-sexualize. And it kind of sometimes bites me in the butt because then they... They're like, what's wrong? Like, why you don't... Why you not trying to do this? Why you not... uh, And then you don't want to go into detail. Yeah. Okay, so when I was seven, this happened. Like, Like, man, like, just just let it be and that's funny that you say that because like how men are always supposed to be the ones that are like so sexual and stuff and so then like hearing it from you how like the woman is the one that's like uh, but let me bust on? that shit open like and you just like mm, I'm and good. it sucks it's horrible because i'm nasty yeah like it just makes it worse because then they really be like what you mean and i'd be like i just I actually like you, so mm-hmm. I just don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. I really actually like you, and I really just want to actually get to know you. Because it's at a point where, like, I feel like sex is more of a job for me now. It's not even, like, why pleasure. I'm just more about making sure that they come and not me. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's just, but, like, I've, my, my focus is not on myself because I've gotten to, the, like, it just feels weird mm-hmm. when it's on me. Like, it feels weird when the focus is on me. Mm-hmm. That is so like interesting because I'm the same way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm completely the same way and I thought I was crazy and I just realized this maybe, like, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't, like, like I like certain things or whatever or why do I just go after um, cause I get off on like pleasing my partner or whatever but when it's like on me and it's just like anything like it's hard for me to accept certain stuff Yeah. Um, like I don't like people doing nothing for me I don't like accepting help sometimes so um, and I've noticed like I've carried those traits into having sex and so I just thought it was like weird I've been through some stuff too like mm. when I was younger too we'll talk about that on another podcast but um, yeah so I've definitely recognized that it has changed in my how I have sex and how I see things. Do you feel like you're not deserving? Because sometimes I feel like I'm not deserving. Like, I don't deserve this bomb-ass head, like, <laughs> that he wants to give me. <laughs> like... Uh, it's not even that. It's not... I don't feel like I'm not deserving. It's more so it's just, like, I... I feel like a, a kid again. And I don't like the feeling of being small. Mm-hmm. Of feeling like that I have no control. And that's so interesting. But at the same time, it's weird because I'm a Gemini. So I have a part of me <laughs> that loves that mm-hmm. shit. So like whips and like like handcuffs and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah. Like the feeling of I can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. It also excites me mm-hmm. and I also get off on it. So it's just like, it's hard to deal with both of it. Because it, it, at some point, she's going to be like, do you want that or not? And right. I'll be like, damn, bitch, I don't right. know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And mm-hmm. it's just... It's hard to balance. Have you done any research on on that? On people who are like, 
sexually abused like as they were younger and they, now they like like the S&M kind of stuff no I never really like did any of the research I really didn't trip off of it cause like I really at the end of the day when stuff like that happens to me I minimize it and just be like that's not what happened mm-hmm. it was just I enjoyed it too yeah. so it's like whatever yeah. you know cause like recently it, it kind of happened like I had this moment with a girl where I just went over there to chill mm-hmm. I got I don't know okay look <laughs> you laughing because you know so like okay like we got I, another person in the room y'all I got high so I felt like I was already fucked up and then like she poured me a shot I drank it I like cool whatever I think I'm just chilling so then it's whatever I drink a shot I'm chilling next thing I know I look down and she had already poured another one and I'm just like whoa she knew what she was doing okay so but I took it anyway I was like whatever and I was chilling and I'm at the I'm at her house and I'm watching a movie and I fall asleep Mm -hmm. so She's like, you want to go upstairs, go to sleep, it's cool. I'm like, for sure, you're a real one, thank you. Mm-hmm. I go upstairs, get upstairs, and she's like, um, she's like, take another shot. I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay. Took another shot, laid down, and then I just felt like I couldn't move, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I couldn't, it was just more so I was just like, I'm stuck as fuck. Mm-hmm. And... Do you think like she put something in your shot? I don't think so. Because <laughs> they if you keep felt telling like you me that. Like... That's what I'm saying. They keep saying they. My my bro, boys keep saying, you, bro. bro, she got you, bro. I keep she hearing that, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to believe that's what happened. Because at the end of the day, I was able to move once it started going. So it's not like it was. So she, you poured, just, she poured a shot. You drank it. You couldn't move, and she just hopped on you. It's not that I couldn't move. Okay, it was more so oh I was God. just fucked up, and I was just like, damn. Are you a lightweight? Was you smoking too? I didn't eat that day. I think I can't remember what it was. Nah, that don't make you not move. I'm though. just saying. I was. I, all I know yeah, is I shots, felt like, like I was stuck to the bed. Anyway, I drank with you. Right. I know. That's why. That's why I was so confused, nigga. <laughs> like, it's no confusion. She got you, bro. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she asked, but at the end of the day, she asked if uh, I was uncomfortable, and I was just like, Nah, I'm just fucked up. Like, so, did you guys have sex? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't ask for it. So it was not consensual. Uh, it's just once it, like it started, I was just like, Fucking, I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. Like it was that like, but I've had that happen a lot, even so with you've girlfriends. So you in situations where it's just where like, a girlfriend was like, "Dude, I don't feel like it. I'm mm-hmm. tired," and then she just like, Ugh, "Don't say no to me," and mm-hmm. it's like, "Damn, bitch, I didn't feel like fucking." But I guess <laughs> now that I'm fucking, I'm right? Fucking. We're here now. Like so, yeah. it's just I don't, I don't yeah. like it. But that's interesting. It's just and like your like your story is like helping me reflect too, cause like I'm like damn near the same way, but. um yeah, I just be like, well, I kind of just recently I was like, well, I kind of didn't want our relationship to go in that way, but I mean, we're here now, so I mean, whatever. Which we shouldn't have that attitude. And if you are feeling uncomfortable in any way or form about sex or anything like that, you should definitely stop it or tell that person. But because you don't want to mess up the moment or think like maybe I should be feel like why like am I the weirdo for now? Look, I'm a nigga, like, bro. It's just it's just a yeah. whole nother thing. Cause like then you get like, oh, you must be gay. gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you must be this. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you. And it's like, no, bitch. I just don't feel like doing yeah. it. Cause at the end of the day, 
even though like I love it, it's also one of the things that I feel like it's just more of a task than it is something to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't met a I've only met like one partner where I the same way I give, they mm-hmm. give. You mm-hmm. feel me? So like when I'm with anybody else, it's more of just like, okay, hurry up, let's get this shit done so I okay. can hurry up and stop. Yeah. Like, I don't really, I, that's why I don't fuck with casual mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. That's why I just don't, because I just don't like it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I feel like I'm just doing this yeah. to and do it and, and I don't and like then, to. <laughs> but then that you lose like connection because like we're having, like our generation is having so much casual sex because nobody wants to commit and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, we're just going to be fuck buddies. All right, it sounds good in, in the moment. And then it's just like, I'm really losing. Like I have no feeling for this person whatsoever. Like, exactly. so that just takes away the sacredness of how sex should be because I, I told myself going, going into this, this new year i'm just like i i can't do catch like i love having sex but it's just not fun for me anymore because it's just like i don't have no connection with this person and i know how it feels to have sex with somebody that i do have feelings for it's just like fucking way better <laughs> but exactly. like yeah no so i i definitely feel you on that like exactly. it is i actually want to go back to um your point that you said how uh when you have sex you feel like sometimes you're not in control or um, you don't want to feel like a kid again and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, have you watched the R. Kelly docuseries? Not yet. I'm waiting on it. Okay. So, I watched the whole thing, and basically, like, he was molested too. Mm-hmm. And so, he, um, I'm pretty, this is like what I'm, uh, what I'm making, what, the assumptions that I'm making, mm-hmm. that what he is doing to little girls are just like, not what little girls, but just like the abuse on women mm-hmm. and how... Um, I guess he felt like he lost control when Mm -hmm. he was younger so he has to you know often bullies when they bully somebody else because they were bullied before or whatever that's also why I say I feel like I got somewhat lucky because it didn't go any further Mm -hmm. than it than inappropriate like touching mm-hmm. to, for the most part mm-hmm. like but it, it still opened you up to... it just opened me up but it got to the point but it was like and i'm also grateful for my parents and that's why i'm also grateful for my dad for teaching me early mm-hmm. about sex and about like things and about like how things really are mm-hmm. instead of some bullshit that they gonna tell you right because if i hadn't got that i don't think that i would have like been able to like handle going through it mm-hmm. and I probably would have ended up like some weird ass nigga mm-hmm. and I don't I don't mm-hmm. hell no <laughs> so have you talked to your parents about this and what happened um my mom knows I don't know if I've told my dad but mm-hmm. me and my dad we're not really that cool your biological father yeah like okay. we cool but we not like we still working on it mm-hmm. so like when I talk to him about that, that'll be like when I'm like 30, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but when it comes to my mom, I told my mom when I was like 12 mm-hmm. about. So you recognize it was wrong yeah. by that age, uh huh. Yeah, I told my mom I was like 12 um, because I told her about. I just I had I told her about that. I told her about what happened in Virginia with my dad about smoking. I didn't tell her about what happened with the titty and shit. And all that shit. But, I mean, hey, sh- if she hears it, oh well. Right. I'll tell you that. But, um, like, I just, I was, I had a moment, I had a, like, whole year where I was just like, I'm just telling all of this shit because mm-hmm. I'm not holding it no more. We was going through uh, the Purpose Driven Life book in, like, church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it just, it got, it convicted me to be like, I need to tell because mm-hmm. I'm not 
holding this shit no more is hurting me more than it is just than just letting it go. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just weird because at the time it was really nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. At one point the girl had she had first of all she had already run away. Mm-hmm. Or she was either already locked up. Like karma got her more than in, than anything mm-hmm. else. But when it came down to it, it's just like when I told her it just released mm-hmm. like and I, I just felt a whole hell of a lot better at 12 yes 12 and that's sad that old. you had to deal with something like that or have that kind of weight and amount on your shoulders at 12 because at 12 years old we're not supposed to be thinking about stuff like that yeah at 12 and it's crazy because like at 12 it's more of like just how my dad looked at me and how um just like how my age not my age but like my age was not my mental age mm-hmm. a lot of the time and it was just my dad always looked at me as older than what I was so that's why when he would tell me stuff he told me straight up mm-hmm. what it was so when things happen to me I just kind of am very grateful for that because if it had not been that way mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have dealt with it and okay. I probably would not have came out about it at 12 mm-hmm. I'd probably be a douchebag honestly <laughs> and I don't want to be a douchebag right. so. <laughs> shout out to you did you uh, when you told your mom what was her reaction did you, you tell her exactly who the person was or you just said this is what oh, I told her who it was uh-huh. I told her what happened she told her reaction was um it was a really good reaction mm-hmm. I thought she cause at that time I thought she would be mad mm-hmm. like I thought she would be upset or angry at me mm-hmm. or something like that and she just she took it she handled it she was like it was wrong of her and she told me she like you know the same way that my dad was the same mm-hmm. she did the same thing that's why I'm so thankful for my parents mm-hmm. but she's just like it was wrong of her to do this she was getting off on you and this that and the mm-hmm. other and like that's not right mm-hmm. and she's just like at this point you just we've got to like what do you she asked me at the she kind of asked me what I wanted to do about it more than anything and I was mm-hmm. just like I just really just wanted to tell you mm-hmm. like, I didn't really care like I don't it's not nothing a problem so mm-hmm. she was just like well now it's just about forgiving her and moving on mm-hmm. and then it was just more about like cause at the time it was really nothing we could do anyway she was gone okay. we didn't know where she was at the time she had ran away from home so uh-huh. It was just a whole bunch of just like I had to just let it go, mm-hmm. and if I don't let it go, then it would just be detrimental to my health. Mm-hmm. So that's good that you recognize that at so young, yeah. at so young, and then and that's really good because, like I know, um, often in in the black community we don't talk about stuff like that, especially if it was a family member, like a family, the friend, something like that. So. For your mom to have a such positive um, response, and then your dad already pre-exposing you to that and stuff mm-hmm. like that—that's and I'm also very grateful just, for that. My family had gone through it before. Like one of my cousins had touched on my his younger sister. Okay. So she had to talk to me about that mm-hmm. already, and was like, "It's wrong," and that they're sending him to a mental hospital and this, that, and the other to get him fixed and all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I understood what was going on and when she was telling me about that I had in my mind Mm -hmm. oh shit I was going through this that Mm -hmm. and the other with so and so my babysitter so like all of that all of them talking to me about it finally helped me to come out about it at Mm -hmm. 12 so that's good um I know she was hurt though yeah as a mom definitely 
Uh, mm, it's just weird how things happen and they build mm-hmm. as you get older. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be a little shit just to be like, forewarn you, like, later on in life, some other shit might happen. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird that we don't take it as, like, take it as, like, hey, this is how the world is mm-hmm. until we're older. Mm-hmm. We should have just took it be- because we're so innocent at the mm-hmm. time. We don't take it as, like, this is bad. So, like, going on in life, the worse it gets, you should see that it's, like, just getting worse. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's weird that we don't recognize that. Have you gotten help? Like, have you seeked a therapist or anything? Any professional help? Not for this. Because, um, like I said, once I released it, I was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, from there on, like I said, I was just grateful that I feel like my situation didn't get as bad as some of my peers. But just because yours isn't as bad shouldn't take away from your experience alone. Yeah. And you should definitely. Because you're saying that you're, you were good and then you kind of like let it go after that. But then you're still having trouble with women as you're well, 23, kind of. That's changed now. <laughs> no, I'm playing. No, I mean, just, I'm, I mean, that's just talking about what has happened. But I've had a lot of like just all of last year mm-hmm. really was very therapeutic for me because I was um, more so just reflecting and mm-hmm. trying to figure out who I was and figuring out like what it is that's ailing me and why I'm why do I feel like this so I finally like got to roots of things mm-hmm. and started accepting them and mm-hmm. understanding so I'm not sure whether I needed a therapist for that because I used that whole year to do it if okay. that makes sense All right. and it's just because I had therapy before because I've gone through my own mental breakdowns and my right. own little things where I've like my f- I've I had to go to group therapy because mm-hmm. I had tried to take my own life and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So when I went to it, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. It was like I felt like it made me actually feel worse than feeling better mm-hmm. because I was going in there and I was seeing people with some crazier shit right. than what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, damn, you a little bitch. <laughs> so now it's like, and it's like, because like my, I don't know if I have a mental illness per se, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've always had this voice in my head since I was young mm-hmm. that has always told me like, you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was little drawing, like when I would draw, my mom, my mom has a story about when I was drawing at church, I had this little like, alien thing that I got out of the machine ball or whatever mm-hmm. and I was drawing it and she told me that it looked like exactly like it it looked mm-hmm. great but I was pissed because it did not look mm-hmm. how I thought it would look mm-hmm. and I've always had this thing in my in the back of my mind that told me that you're not good enough mm-hmm. you ain't shit this is not good you ain't just mm-hmm. always it's, I've never had a moment in my life where I could think where I've never had that in the back of my mind mm-hmm. so like, maybe this stuff expounded it on it and made it worse and made it, like, come forward more to the point where I did end up having to go. But, like, group therapy for me just made that way worse. Because mm-hmm. now I got this nigga like, ha, you really a bitch. Right. Like, uh-huh. this, she did this, that, and the other. Right. And you over here tripping mm-hmm. off a dish? Mm-hmm. Or you over here, you just that, like, yeah. I've always, so, I don't know how therapy more to say mm-hmm. would have helped me mm-hmm. more than just music and me being myself and meditating and figuring out who I am. Mm-hmm. And therapy's not for everybody. I mean, you just gotta find what, what works for you. Exactly. Um, 
because I know like it's it's a lot of issues that I'm starting to recognize and where it's stemming from. It's just like okay, I I know that I don't need no help, you know, trying to figure out that. It's just like what do I do yeah. to fix it? It's just all up to me at this point. But um, so I mean, like if you feel like you have all that under control, then I mean, like it's good. Cause I mean, like with with the whole group therapy thing too. Like I have a best friend who has like issues and stuff, and like I feel like. I can't come to her about certain stuff because I know she's going to do way worse. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like, even though my problems are like minuscule and stuff like that, and it's but it's affecting me, and then it's just like, okay, well, I don't want to go to this person because it's just like, well, they're going to do way, you know, yeah. way more than I am. But, um, and that's crazy that she said that, you know, kind of therapy had the, did the reverse effect on you. Yeah. And that it made you feel like, well. Boy, <laughs> therapy, boy, when I tell you it made me so much worse, therapy caused me to get back into the point where I was at home by myself only watching fucking Naruto from (laughs) like I would literally be in the room Mm -hmm. watching Naruto with no lights I had a blanket over my window and I did not leave my room I wouldn't Mm -hmm. eat I wouldn't drink I wouldn't do nothing Mm -hmm. I would barely go to pee like Mm -hmm. because I wasn't eating and drinking so Mm -hmm. I would literally just sit there Watching that and just lay there and not give a fuck about nothing. And how old were you? How old was I when that first... What was I like? I just graduated, so I was like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fuck this shit. At this time, I had crashed my car um, right the day before... No, not the day. Two days before my finals Mm -hmm. in college. Mind you, I was, all my life, like I said, I was a goody-goody two-shoes, so I was always trying to make sure I did my best in school, mm-hmm. and did, just because my mom, that's, like, I was just trying to make sure that she didn't worry. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe all of this, just, you know, coupled together, and just, like, woo, <laughs> made a nigga just, like, you know what, I'm finna spaz out. Right. But that's what happened. And it's just, like, relationship shit, just makes it harder because I feel like I'm like extra laid back because of the shit that's happened to me mm-hmm. and they want more than what I'm offering I guess mm-hmm. in the crazy side and it's like bitch I done went through crazy mm-hmm. I don't want to do it right. again <laughs> right. so it's just weird as you are um, you have the right to make that decision <laughs> <laughs> well, I done been through crazy I'm tired of crazy uh-huh. my life is a fucking movie and I'm tired of it <laughs> like if you could just take all of the major events that happened in my life and literally just put them together that would make like a four hour movie mm-hmm. that's just at 23 okay well <laughs> you being... it's probably more but I don't even know I'm just not even talking about it though, so <laughs> you being a black man um, at 23 in America what does your mental health mean to you and why um yeah why is it so important at this point it means everything to me Mm -hmm. um and that's just because of what i've gone through and i've seen i know how it feels to have like a foot in the grave and not care Mm -hmm. i know how it feels to want to be dead i know how it feels to pray and ask god to like not wake you up the next morning me too so it's like 
I understand how all that has happened and I feel like I've reached that low. And I'm not even going to say that I've reached the lowest of the low because I know there's possibly lower. But at this point in time, I've reached my lowest Mm -hmm. so far. And I promised myself that I wouldn't allow myself to get that far Mm -hmm. again without at least seeking help Mm -hmm. or without at least talking about it. So my mental health means everything to me. And people like look at me sideways because I like, I talk about what I go through or I'm just so open and mm-hmm. like an open book mm-hmm. and people trip off me about that but it's because like I've come to the point where I'm not holding shit in anymore yeah. and I'd rather not hold it in right so cause I know that me holding it in has just only made it worse mm-hmm. on my life and it's only affected me negatively mm-hmm. so it's just to the point where I'm an open book now mm-hmm. and me being open book is healthy for me mm-hmm. it may not be healthy for you I don't care if it's healthy for you. It's healthy for me. So for me to be an open book and to be able to talk about whatever the fuck I went through, Mm -hmm. it's just, that's that's what I'm about. That's why my name is Opine is my name because I'm opinionated, but I'm speaking not just my opinions, but I'm speaking on shit that's happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to always be upfront and Mm -hmm. open about it. A lot of people that are in the limelight, not just artists, but Mm -hmm. comedians, whatever, have talked or spoke about... um, having sex with older women or whatever or taking advantage of Mm -hmm. so how do you feel about um about that more people starting to come out i guess i feel like it it needs to happen you Mm -hmm. know i feel like it should have been something people talk about Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day we're trying to fix toxic masculinity for one yes and if we don't talk about what happens early on in the early stages of learning toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. then we can never fix it when it's already full grown Mm -hmm. yeah so we gotta figure out why niggas is like how they are Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times like luckily for me because my mindset was already older than how I was younger like if it was not for that, I probably would think, like, I probably would hate women. I would probably think, like, they're all just scumbags, they're all this, they're all that, Damn. and I just don't like <laughs> I had a lot of shit happen to me on the hand, by the hands of women, okay? okay. So, <laughs> like... I know some of <laughs> So, like, I'm just saying, like, but because I've, I'm mature enough to understand that that's not everybody, like, I just keep going. But it's just... It's like, I feel like is not talked about enough still. Okay. Yeah. In order to fix in in order to fix the problems that we have, like we have to talk about the shit that happened. Yeah. Alright, Pumpkin. So is there any lasting things you wanna say to wrap up this podcast? Wanna shout out your music, <laughs> shout you out. Um, well yeah, I'm Opine is my name. Um O P I N E is my name, if you can't spell it as my name. Mm-hmm kind of sorry for you uh, um <laughs> uh check me out opine is my name.com um soundcloud.com slash opine um we got a whole bunch of stuff coming i just started recently so i just recently started a business so cool. with my brothers um social outcast corporations we're uh working on it recently so we're coming with some new stuff soon we'll probably be having a um skate show Bam. like mid-summer june-ish area time so 
come on out if you a skater for real for real especially if you a black skater really, i don't see I don't enough of them i want to see them for real but we're looking um, for y'all we're looking for y'all and we trying to like get we really trying to get legit and sponsor y'all so really come out but anyway um at the end of the day like we just i'm starting some stuff i got a new album coming poppy caso p-a-p-i-i-c-a-s-s-o okay real ass nigga anyway right. uh, no. <laughs> poppy but it just it it kind of talks about um a lot of me accepting like what went down in a relationship as far as like having to let go of um a child and not keeping it um so that's why poppy and then it's also picasso because you know art anyway <laughs> um so it's just gonna be like a lot of that going on and it's just like a lot about uh forgiving yourself so hopefully you guys like it um it's really i'm really hoping for it to be like my big thing like that really like puts me on the map mm-hmm. as far as like that because it's really gonna be different it's not gonna be just rap it's not just gonna be r&b it's just gonna be like just this mold and i just want y'all to see it as one picture so hopefully it comes together as one picture cool do you have a uh, are you on itunes soundcloud spotify yeah. title I'm on itunes just search opine is my name and you'll find <coughs> me opine is my name just google it and you'll, I'll, I'll come up <laughs> and i'll add the link to all that in the description okay, all right honey okay. well thank you for uh being a guest on my show of course anytime anytime state your name other guests that was in the room <laughs> <laughs> Prison number four four six seven. But not uh, my formal rap name is just Tyler, aka last rap name was Tizza Black, and then aka Castro seven seven seven, aka Sister Silk, aka Father Style. Are you serious AKA, right now? <laughs> aka Dirty Doug, aka <laughs> Bill Nye the Mad Rapping Guy. I heard you, Dirty Doug. is so wild. Yeah, I and um, I make music. I rap. Uh, harmonize? I don't sing, but I harmonize. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I do my little thing, shoo-wop, shoo-wop, bang. <laughs> and I make good music, though. You guys check it out. I just dropped an album called Me, Myself, and I. It's on my um SoundCloud called Afroyalty Records. A-F-R-O-Y-A-L-T-Y. Bang. Hit me up. And the records and everything. They know how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, you.